because you don't like to wash your ass, apparently. Hey, uh, hello, and welcome, everyone, to our chit-chat of Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. The first most pointless one of the entire series. I so was just far. I was just gonna say, let me guess. <laughs> this is your least favorite movie of the uh I will say it's story wise, it's pointless, but in terms of Sith Lords, it's my favorite. It, the story is not pointless. Here, kinda, here's what it is. The it kind of is. The story is not Go pointless ahead. because Go it ahead. sets up all five of the other movies. Changed my mind. But you're such you, that I had the smuggest look on my face right now. I even know I'm an asshole. It's 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 slow paced. Um, and That's it, an understatement. And it takes and it yeah it 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 Forever. it takes some detours that just so many. Uh, you feel like couldn't this whole space, not literally but just space, like mm-hmm. been filled in with something else. I hate like to sh- something cooler, like yeah, like for example, I'll bring up immediately, like we already kind of talked about in the interlude with the game of how the pod racing fits better as a video game than in the movie. Yeah, I'll jump immediately to that as like that's probably my least favorite scene in <gasps> any of the movies. No way. I I, no and way. it's not that that no it's not that it's super lame. It's mm-hmm. just that that point from where it gets to wanting yeah. to free Anakin. Yep. All the way past where he is free and they're going to leave is such a long, a long stretch. Time. Yeah. And the pod racing and all that is such a huge part of it. I felt like mm-hmm. I felt like that was one of those scenes where like that should have been like interjected with something else. Yeah. Like, so, like there should have been something like they probably could have done more involve the Jedi Council more instead of having them just sit around and be judgmental pricks. Like, they probably could have done, like, this thing where, like, you spend, like, three minutes with, like, Qui-Gon and and Anakin and then cut cut two and spend three minutes with, like, maybe the Jedi Council doing something cool or discovering something. Like they did in the other ones, yeah. Yeah, just, like, do a little back and forth and break that shit up. I mean, going into, uh, just starting from the beginning of episode one, there's not a whole lot that really sets up the entire franchise it's like the first i'm so 40, sick of hearing that because the it first sets up 40 everything. minutes it's just garbage it doesn't really pick up until they get to tatooine where they bump which into is, anakin which is the part yeah. that i dislike <laughs> <laughs> yeah they bump into anakin they bump into watu well um, it, it it sets up even the even the opening the opening score with the scroll yeah uh that and then the Sean i just is, uppercutted every laptop Sean in this is, building Sean is hulking out i right am now. mad it 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 um yeah I, I will say even starting off immediately even in that opening scene and the opening scroll like i feel a little bit disappointed and let down by what exact you know how the jedi is mm-hmm. what their role is basically in this, yeah. and that it's mostly political peacekeepers yeah you know because you're so used to just like going through that whole discovery and a new adventure and like how badass could a jedi be you know discovering it with like luke and all of that yeah to just being political nonsense in the absolutely in the first part so yeah 
Uh, I, I was mean, a little disappointed by that. That was just like, oh man, they're like, they're just they're political yahoos. But uh, um, no, it, it does it does set it up in that you get the whole the whole you know everything kind of needs to slowly unravel from there as for like what yeah. what Palpatine is doing behind the scenes you know between the Republic and the Trade Federation absolutely you know it, it it's his slow scheme and it is that it Super is slow. slow it is slow i mean like the first god like the first i think i said before 40 minutes it's just you know chancellor valum valrom Valorum. Valorum. Yeah. Uh, dispatching Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yep. Uh, they go to... They're outside of Naboo. Yeah. They go on the ship. Yep. They're supposed to just have some treaty talks and be like, dudes, what's up with this? What's up with this? Uh, they end up in the underwater city of... Uh, Gungans. Gungans. Yeah. Yep. They talk to Boss Nass. Yes. Who is Jar Jar's leader. Jar Jar. Now, now, I will say this. For anybody that has not watched the original first six, which is four through six in the chronological order, Jar Jar was the greatest character ever. Because mm, I was no. like, no, no, no. I was 13 when episode one came out. Okay, I was I was a little bit older. So People my age fucking love Jar Jar. And I buy that. He was the cat's ass. I buy that. I, I totally get... I totally get yeah. why he's in the movie. Absolutely. But it, it, it is like... And I don't know if a lot of the, the, the fan you know, backlash about episode one changed Lucas's mind about the direction to take mm-hmm. it. Or if he just stuck with the plan the entire time. But yeah. episode one is very, very much more kid-friendly. Absolutely. Compared to any of the other Star Wars movies. Oh, especially three. Uh, and yeah, just the just the characters, the tone. I mean, even two, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah, like for sure. Everything is is much more kid friendly. Well, even um, um, I mean, the main. What the hell is the main character? That's not the bad guy antagonist. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah, the main I mean, antagonist is like seven. We t- you Anakin. Are you talking about Anakin? Anakin. Yeah. Well, he's not the antagonist in this. Absolutely, he is. Not yet. Absolutely. Not yet. Right, okay. now, right now, he's the Mr. First... Wizard Yahoo Charming Boy. Okay, the first 40 minutes, he has nothing to do with the episode. He's... After that, he is the main focus. He is, oh my gosh, by golly, like Anakin. <laughs> like, he's not the antagonist. Gee golly, I need chocolate milk. He will be. Your, your, antagon... Absol- yeah. your antagonist for now, now. really is, is still Palpatine and, yeah. then, and then to a lesser extent, Darth Maul. Yeah. Oh, um, I love Darth Maul. But if we could, well, we're not done talking about Jar Jar. Like, God damn it. <laughs> I I honestly I don't loathe Jar Jar as much as everyone else does. I don't either. He just uh it was it's kind of like kind of like how I take like some of the scenes and in, in this in the pace of the movie uh you know too much. I feel yeah. like there was just way too much. Like there are times when Jar Jar is like subtle. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. Absolutely. Like there's a couple of scenes where he legitimately like cracks me up, but mm-hmm. he's just He's too much. He's too over the top. Yeah. Um, and that's a bit much for not only for the adults that watch it, mm-hmm. but for the people that love the original trilogy. Like it's 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 a bit that was that was a, a bitter pill to swallow. Well, I even think they uh, like um, 
people that work for Lucas Films and on Skywalker Ranch even said Jar Jar was that was for that reason. He had to be able to talk for the kids and for the newer Star Wars fans that weren't a part of the original trilogy. And I didn't go back and watch the uh, like behind the scenes stuff and and and, and all of that stuff mm-hmm. for, uh, for these. Maybe I should have, but I do believe um, around that time I, rem- I remember reading that um, I think he had uh, a young child himself at that time. Jar Jar? George Lucas. Oh, George I'm Lucas. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that George Lucas had had a uh, a young son, and he even let his son name the character. So <sighs> that character was named Jar Jar because of George Lucas's son. So I I feel like he wrote and put that character in. Not only to make it appealing to the younger audience, but also just, be, you know, just be, for because kid. he was inspired and yeah. and yeah, you know, had had a kid himself. So that's cool. Um, that's fine. Yeah, it's just it's still it was still a bit much, still a bit much. So I got to talk real quick about, and it's not so much that he's my favorite character of the trilogy. I just like the name Viceroy Gunray, and he talks really cool. Absolutely. I I like uh, again some of them were probably people probably think that it's a, it, it was a little bit over the top with all the different characters having those different goofy accents cuz they're all a little bit childish. Mhm. A little bit goofy, but some of them some of them cracked me up and he he was one. I liked me some Viceroy. And and, <laughs> I, and again, it came just to the name because coming throughout the series, he was real no big player except being like the the head of the trade federation. Yeah, he was, he was kind of kind of the start of uh, doing some dirty work for yeah. the, Sith, the Sith Lord. Yeah, and the uh, the really the first introduction of Darth Sidious was when he approached Gunraid to dispatch of Obi Wan and Qui Gon when they went to. They were on the ship. And, yeah, and they were supposed to have their peace talks. Yep. Um, yeah, I I think that by the way, I just I guess just going back here to jump in with you, I will. <sighs> Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change my mind as I view the rest, but I, I, I feel I feel pretty confident in that I can say, and I think almost everyone that is a fan of the Star Wars movies will say that Episode One is, is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not strongly dislike it like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily hate all the story elements and all the characters like everyone else does. It's just Jar Jar's over the top. Yep. It's slow-paced. Absolutely. Um especially in a time when like you're coming off of what is some people's you know favorite trilogy of like all time yeah and people like they wanted more they wanted bigger and better and badder and and i'll give lucas credit that like he stuck to his guns of like no look i'm sorry but this is the story that i needed to tell and this is how it unfolds Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna have like you know the neo like of like the matrix scenes and just have like the hundred agent smith's fight scene just because i can yeah like he, he didn't go that route so i'll give him credit for that but i feel like they could have definitely mixed in more to not make it so mm-hmm. you know a, a little dull there's there definitely stretches that are a little dull especially for two hours yeah i mean or you know it was uh, according to this it's two hours and 16 minutes um it was a bit extensive but there's a little bit of a story to tell there between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, how that whole situation gets set up, um, the origins of Anakin Skywalker. Lots of origins. Lot, like, yeah, that was some of the cool stuff is even, you know, the characters mm-hmm. that you know, like, yeah. and I didn't like that 
not everything you know everything wasn't even made like a big super to do yeah there wasn't like some great big crazy scene that introduces anakin yeah you know there wasn't some ridiculous over-the-top thing that like brings in r2 and c-3po like everything just kind of just happened as yeah, it just did. just ha- as it pans out. Yeah. You know, so I mean, uh, when Anakin's introduced, he's a slave to Watto. 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 Who's one of my favorite characters, by the way. Okay. I, I, I absolutely Watto. love Watto. You love Watto? Yeah. Uh, I just love when him and uh, Qui Gon are discussing how payment's going to go down for that T fourteen. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is it? It's a hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Yes, the T fourteen yeah. hyperdrive. And Obi Wan waves his hand. He's like, "You will take credits." And Watto's like, Qui-Gon. "No. No, what? Watto." It's like, nope. If you if you if you if you call him Watu one more time, I'm Watu. gonna throw this pen. Watu D two. All right, call him whatever you want. I don't actually. I don't care. <laughs> no, and uh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Watu. <laughs> Watu and and Quigan. Watu and Quabop. Uh One of my favorite seasons when Watu and Qui Gon are discussing the T14 hyperdrive. And Qui-Gon's like, hey, you will take these credits. And Watu's like, nope, I'm not going to take them. He's not giving up. Not giving, not going to take those credits. And Qui-Gon's like, oh, okay. So he waves his hand again. He's like, you will take credits. Credits will will do fine. Yeah, and then Watu's like, mm, no, nope. Think you're some kind of Jedi waving <laughs> your hand around like that? Exactly. That was one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Yeah, Watto. Watto is fantastic. Um, yeah, that's what I said, Watto. Going back to the... Uh, just so we can keep track, because I did make notes of like what I've been watching up to thus far. Um, repeated lines. Repeated lines through through the whole series, but are said by different characters. So mm-hmm. in this one, in the beginning, it's actually said by Obi-Wan when they are on the ship. He says, I have a bad feeling about this. That is... That is your first experience getting that line, and it's doled out through every single movie, so we'll we'll make note and mention of like who's, who says it through each film. Josh will make note and mention, because I didn't even... All right, I got him fired up. Yeah, absolutely. I got him ready. Dang. All right. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought a lot of the, um, you know, and maybe that's kind of what was missing. Maybe there should have been a little bit more of like the, the comedic relief, because... Yeah, as soon as you get like R two on and three PO on, you're just kind of like, all right, yeah, this is starting mm-hmm. to feel starting to feel a little bit more like home, and they and they bring in a little bit of you know comedic relief and mm-hmm. um and and cool cool bits, but uh, R two is my favorite Jedi. You know when you when you take out strong characters like R two, well, I was gonna say like Han, like Han Solo and Chewbacca, yeah. and you know you, those are those are big shoes to fill. Okay, having seen all th- you know all six. How do Han and Chewie get introduced? Do you want to discuss that now, or when we get to that episode? I mean, is there just is there like a, do they do the blah, 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 blah do they explain how Han and Chewie get introduced? Uh, they're hired by Obi Wan and and Luke to fly them out of Mos Eisley, so they're just they're basically huh. a sh- a ship for hire. They just happen to be. The guys they picked. Hmm, okay. And then they get wrapped up in the whole storyline from there because Han's got to have himself a princess. Absolutely. So. Okay. That's how they get brought in. Let's do that business. Yep. They get hired in a bar. Oh yes, the best place to get hired anywhere. Um. So. so oh, go ahead. Jinx. 
uh, I was going to discuss your favorite part of the whole movie, the pod race. Okay. And the winner would, if Qui-Gon won, or if Anakin won, I'm sorry, they would have gotten the part in Anakin's Freedom? Correct. And if they would have lost? Uh, if they would have lost, they would have gotten nothing. Watto would have gotten uh, the ship out of it. That's right. I, I don't know if there's anything else that they threw in there, but it was definitely the ship. He was mm-hmm. just kind of like, well, if I, if I lose, you can just keep the ship. What I enjoyed most about this was... Even though they tried to sabotage uh, Anakin's pod racer, pod racer, and uh, towards the end of the, the last lap, towards the finish, they got locked up. Anakin used his ingenuity because that's when Qui Gon discovered, like, oh man, this guy's got a high level of metachlorian. Ugh. So he's, you yeah. know, he's a little prevalent in the Force. He didn't use that shit to win the race. He used his Yankee ingenuity. To, uh, cause there's the one part where his engine started failing and he just pumped a, essentially equated to pumping the choke. Just. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like what, fired it back what, up. what gave him some hints is that because pod racing, even though based on what they showed in the movie, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Or then they go really fast. But like the thing was, <laughs> is that like humans, you know, it, it would be a tricky thing for them, but like, because of his, you know instinct and influence with the force and having the quick you know reflexes and things like that is that like why he was he was Mm -hmm. able why he was able to do it um but you mentioned briefly one of my major other drawbacks of this and that i did not care for that they introduced midichlorians so really i it just seemed and they don't they don't dwell on it Mm-hmm. But it's brought up like a couple of times, and they actually have that scene where like Qui Gon talks it, with Anakin. He doesn't let it go, and and tells like him, a dog like, with a bone. It tells him like, like exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So like I just I thought it was cheesy a little bit that they actually came up with a reason and an explanation for the Force. Yeah, like like just the Force is the Force, man. Just let it be. Like Force is the Force, dog. <laughs> so I, get I, on board or stay on the sis. Not a huge thing. I just thought it was. A little cheesy to throw that in there. Well, and this goes back, you know, this is all about introducing the newer generation into the Star Wars films. Yeah. Because, you know, truth be told, The Phantom Menace is my my very first Star Wars movie. I knew of the series. Shut up. Was it really? Yep. I knew of the series, and I knew the characters, and a few things here and there. But in terms of the entire the franchise, The Phantom Menace, was my first movie. You actually started with Star Wars. I did. I started with Episode One. So, did you? Did you? Did you immediately after The Phantom Menace jump into the ones that were already out and go watch them, or did you actually no. wait? No, uh, none of uh, none of my family at that time or my friends really had the other movies. So when did you watch the original trilogy? Two thousand eight. Shut. The front door, sir. Yeah. What? Oh eight. Yeah. Wow. I had I've I had already seen one, two, and three. Man, how did you keep this secret from me? Like I did The Last of Us. I didn't say anything. Yeah. And then I said something. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? No. Uh. You yeah. Just, you just jar jarred all over my soul again. When three came out. Yeah. We went, we saw the opening time, which you know how they do movies now where like the release is 7 p.m.? Yeah. Back home, they didn't do midnight midnight releases. They did like 10 a.m. releases. Ugh. So we skipped that Friday 
and went to the episode uh, three, Revenge of the Sith, the 10 a.m. showing, okay. the 2 a.m. showing, and then we waited for all of our friends to get out of school at 3.10, and we went to the 6 o'clock showing. Good gravy. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw 1, 2, and 3, and then I saw 4, 5, and 6, and this is probably really going to anger you, the 4, <laughs> 5, and 6 I saw were the remastered versions. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Because a lot of people are not happy about those, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. I... Um, uh, and the reason why I kind of... It's hard to hate Episode One is because it has my favorite Sith Lord, Darth I... Maul. Yeah. Even uh... though he has like five minutes in the entire movie. Yeah, it really... He's like Anthony Hopkins it, 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 and Hannibal. That would have been one really cool thing. I w- like, I wish... Not only for not only for episode one, but really through the through the history of this series, yeah, is I wish we had more time with the Sith. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get explanations for shit. Yeah, we just get like they're terrible. We just get like one-liners by like yeah. Yoda and Master Windu. Always two there are. Well, fucking why? Yeah, why are there only two? And how do you know that there are always only two? Like, why are you guys allowed to have like eighteen? But there's absolutely, a, but there's only two Sith. Yeah, like. Then there's no explanation for that. Maybe they've touched on it in some expanded universe stuff that's legit, but I, you know, I feel like that's something like they could have expanded on instead of talking about midi chlorians. Exactly. I mean, our first uh, introduction to Darth Maul's battle skills was right after the pod race. They go to bring him to his sh- uh, to Queen Amidala's ship. Yeah. Who got grounded in Tatooine? Which was really cool that it was like it wasn't like this. Let's stand and stare at each other. It was like I'm yeah. jumping off my speeder and it's go time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, like you said, I enjoyed that too because they had that droid that came with the Darth Maul. It was like, which obviously in Darth Maul language is perfect. Hey, they're over here. Droid language. Yep. It is droid. By the way, yeah, because I've watched them with subtitles on, and and when they speak, a lot of times it'll say captions droid language. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, the R2s. Have you seen the YouTube videos about R2 translations? No. We should post those. They're pretty good. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the first battle with Darth Maul uh, was right after the pod race. Yeah. And uh, it was only a minute long, but Qui-Gon had a, had a, had a battle ahead of him. Very short-lived, but... Absolutely. It was... Yeah. Darth Maul knew they'd live to fight another day. Yeah, because he could have easily jumped on that ship with him. Yeah. But Quagmire's just kind of like, I'm just going to do this slow roll up this ramp and trust that you're not going to jump up here and <laughs> chase me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really cool, really cool thing to just kind of mm-hmm. jump in. And I thought it was a little weird that like, it, you know, it, he lays down and Obi's on, Obi-Wan's like, what was it? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever it was, it was well trained in the Jedi arts. Like, uh, oh, I'm pretty sure you have a, a strong idea. This dude was trained by Yoda. He should know. They're Come so on, Qui-Gon. D- they're so dumb. Yeah. The Jedi are so absolutely dumb. like. <laughs> and and I feel bad because Yoda's like that parent that just has to be like, okay, dude, do I have to hold your hand through everything? Even even Yoda, <sighs> even Yoda's like. And He's daft at we'll, times. And we'll get to it because mm-hmm. they specifically come up with an excuse as to why they're 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 just fumbling all over the place. The Jedi are like the Detroit Lions. Like they're just <laughs> dropping shit left and right and can't seem to win. But they score forty five points every once in a while, but overall yeah. they're terrible. So we we can get to those because there's definitely way more of that in yeah. specifically in episode two, but also I think there's some more in three as well. Mm-hmm. Oh god. 
Um, so now we're at the point where Qui-Gon tells the council that he wants Anakin to be trained. And here's where the council are just just a bunch of rude assholes. Right? They're so rude. They're not nice people at all. I know. Talking to you, Samuel L. Jackson, if you're listening. <laughs> Was that too soon? Who, by the way, because... Well, maybe this isn't a fair question to ask you because I didn't know that you started with episode one because mm-hmm. I started with all the previous ones. Right. And as 99% of the world did. And really none of those people, some of those people were known back then, but mm-hmm. but to me, they were still pretty much like all like unknowns. Like there was no big star in Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. Um, who, I mean, is there anyone to you though, whether you watch them then or, or now that like you would say that they cast somebody in a role and like, it, it just, it stands out. Like they just don't fit in the Star Wars universe. Like it feels weird to me. Jimmy Schmitz. Even though he doesn't have much screen time, yeah, Senator Ortana, Ortana, that's a little weird. Yeah, I Ort- just I did. Ortega? No, Ortana. Okay. Yes, I'm not the racist one this time. Okay. Because I kept calling him Senator Ortega, and then it's or it's Ortana. Okay. Um, I'll take your word for it. I just for the guy that ended up raising Leia, he had way too much screen time. Like he could have had like five minutes in Episode Three and then been done. He's, yeah. he's he's peppered throughout. Yeah, just, just a little little tiny bit. Just though. way too much. I love me some Jimmy Smiths, but he belongs on like Law and Order and Sons of Anarchy, not Star Wars. I get it; he's a center, but uh, leave it there. Who for you? Do you have a? Do you have a guy that's like eh, you're featured too much? We don't need you in here. Yes, there is. There is somebody for me. Um... But that person is in episode two, so I'll okay. uh, when we get to that, I'll, I'll point that out. Twenty nine minutes. If you just want to jot down that that's area, that area where we. All right. So yeah, we, we can jump back to the council. They're 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 just rude as hell. Uh, Yoda's <laughs> Yoda's just flat out kind of a jerk. Yeah. You don't, he's not really extremely likable in episode one. <laughs> I don't know where his likability began. Um, it must have started at, like, episode five. Because I even remember in four, he was kind of... Like, he portrayed himself as, like, that drunk hobo kind of He's thing. got He's got kind of an attitude. Yeah. And I guess going back now and watching them all in order, yeah. it does fit. Because he, he does always have, like, a little bit of an attitude. But, like... like a-hole. But, like, he's always kind of... You know, he, he is knowledgeable, so he does have that kind of mentor-type... Mm-hmm. you know thing going for him but he's also like uh he's humorous he's also got like that i told you so kind yeah. of attitude he, he also he can be humorous but it's also that like you know he's supposed to be like the guy you know like yoda mm-hmm. is supposed to be the mr mr all-powerful so it's um he, he's more endearing in the in the later now later trilogy i will say for episode one this is where uh emperor papa palpatine yes sir kind of shows up Papa Palpatine. I forgot to mention in the interludes the the Star Wars robot chickens. I haven't watched those either. Oh my god. I've watched the Star Wars Family Guys. No. Okay. Oh god, the robot chickens destroy the Family Guys. Are they on Netflix by chance? No. 
All right. No. But I'll, uh, I'll get to him. We'll find him. We'll find uh, him sometime. You ever hear me make the torso light bright joke? I think so. Yeah. That's from Star Wars Robot Chicken where the Death Star gets destroyed. Okay. And Vader cars, calls Palpatine. He's like, you got money in that light bright torso ATM of yours? And then, like, Palpatine goes, okay, I'm sorry. I know. It's just... I've had a rough day. It's been tough. A bunch of teenagers coming in to destroy all the hard work to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I love you too. <laughs> it's just, they're all fantastic. But uh, going back, this is really Palpatine's first introduction to when he starts his ascension just, into Emperor. Yeah. And you can see, when you, yeah, you really, you see immediately that just mm-hmm. the strings that he's pulling on both sides to just try to have things go his way. And the guy that plays Palpatine is not Colin Mockery. I spent three episodes assuming that was Colin Mockery. Okay. I, I'm kidding. I did not. But, like, the first, like, episode three, there's kind of a few scenes where I'm like, are you sure? But, anyway, uh, he pursues Amidala to push for vote of no confidence for the current chancellor. Right. And that kind of puts her at odds with the Senate. Uh, because she realizes the back and forth and the horseshit that goes through po- politics yeah. in this movie, yeah. the series rather. It's there. Yeah, it's yeah. all there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that he can, you know, get get some power in there and he absolutely can control even more of what's going on behind the yep. scenes, and uh, yeah, I don't think much else. Not much else happens. I mean, like they they take Anakin to the to the Jedi Council. Yoda's mm-hmm. like, uh, clouded this boy's future is, yeah. and you can't train him just yet. And They're so concerned about his Qui-Gon's like, look, you little green fuck. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna train him no matter what you say. Fuck so. your mother. I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then yep. I, and then I think that they uh, that what that's when they say take Amidala back home. Yeah, and, and this is where uh, this is where the fun begins because the first battle between. Um, the Jedi and the droid army begins. Yeah. Uh, when Tiny Vader, as I have him written in my notes, okay, sneaks onto a ship, engages the autopilot. He didn't sneak. He was placed. Was he placed? He was placed. I feel like he snuck. No, they put him there, and he said, "Stay there. You'll be safe." They put him on that ship, that yellow craft ship. Didn't they? I don't feel like that happened. I feel like he walked, like he just snuck onto that ship. And he was like, oh, what's this? Oh, oh I'm in the battle. My name's Anakin. He didn't say that. But. I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I just watched these recently. And I remember yeah. I remember him getting in there. And I remember yeah. that he was going to like go with them. And Qui-Gon was like, no, just stay there. You'll be safe. Yeah. And then, yeah, he ends up turning it on so he can shoot yeah. the droids for him. And Yeah. Stay there wasn't necessarily the ship. But regardless, he ends up in space. Ends up in the battle. He hits the autopilot. Yep. Smacks that autopilot. Ends up in space. Yep. Um, Him and R2. God damn, R2 is such a great Jedi. <laughs> and I know he's not a Jedi, but I will talk about him until the day I die. Uh, we can. R2 is one of my, one of, if not my, like, my favorite character through the series. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They end up in battle. Uh, and while Tiny Vader is flying through space, we have the, the conclusion... Of the Qui Gon Obi Wan Darth Maul saga, and yeah. this was one. This was like my second favorite part of the movie. Because what was your first favorite? Did you already say it? Yeah. What was your top? Watu, 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 <laughs> Watu. When he was like, 
No. Oh, that's just your favorite yeah. part. You you like actually just, just because getting of, Watto on yeah. right over the over yeah. the uh, the lightsaber battle. Yeah. Um, the lightsaber battle was cool because of how they divided all three of them, and even the big the big Gungan. It's really cool. You get like three. I liked how that was done. Yeah. There was like three different wars going on at the same time. Yes. Like, I even like I even like the scene of where they're all like outside at the table and they're explaining the plan. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. in order for this to work, we're going to have to do this. But in order for that to work, we're going to have to do this. So like, yep. actually there's four, really, because... All right, so you got Anakin in space and they're trying to take out the shields. Yep. You got the Gungans and the droids on the land. Correct. You got uh, the Jedi battle. Yep. And then you got uh, Amidala and her guards going to get the... That's right. The what's his nuts? The Halsey face. Yeah, Viceroy. Viceroy Conray. Uh, so man. all those things are all going on yeah. simul- simultaneously. So that that whole end scene, that's like probably like probably like the last thirty minutes of the movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they did that classic Star Wars cut in between each one of them. Yeah. Uh, one my my favorite of those four though, we'll go back to the Jedi battle, because of the way those walls came down, and like you saw Qui Gon just sit there and he meditate. And Maul would just pace back and forth, ready to attack at any time. And the second those walls came up, yeah, they were battle ready. Yeah. And then uh, Qui Gon gets impaled. Obi Wan gets all upset about it and shit, like a Jedi does. Yes, that's actually another running theme through the movies: is that someone screams no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no. Uh, slices Darth Maul in half. I was gonna say, actually, speaking of sound effects, Star Wars has to have like the best sound effects. Yes. Dude, they're all fantastic. Because the episode, episode 7, that lightsaber, that broadsword, sounds like garbage. Really? Well, maybe that's his little grade one. Maybe he had to, you know, maybe he had to go to Meyer and put, put some scraps <laughs> together for that one, and he gets, like, a badass one later. Do you have a red crystal I could buy? I got well, no, they even explain in, like, the lore and stuff, that broadsword is a, is a very ancient-style lightsaber. It's not even known to Jedi or Sith, so it's a it's a whole new experiment. And this is just just really quickly my hope that I know we I know we've talked about it in person and even actually on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. I do really hope um, it looks like there may be a little bit more of a perspective from the Sith side in this one. Fingers crossed. I, I'm really hoping that yeah. we get that. Yeah. yeah. There's I'm hoping for that or how the books went after Episode Six. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm kind of hoping for too. And there's rumors and stuff that that's how it's going, but we'll discover that when that movie comes out. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got a bunch because there was, you know, there was time spent with Vader and everything. And, mm-hmm. and that's why, he, you know, he became a fan favorite is, uh, just because of his, his, his presence, his per, his persona, but you don't get much of the really much out of the, the backstory or the, the history of, of that or anything. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my hope really quick for that. And, but um, You know what I didn't like about after the after battle with Darth Maul? Was that Obi-Wan ran to Qui-Gon in like Qui-Gon's last dying breath was asking Obi-Wan to train Anakin. Forget now, everything. Well, yeah. he, he knew he was going to be gone. So right. Was, that was... But not know. like, hey, say hi to my sister, tell my mom I love her, but... Maybe he didn't have anyone, dude. Train this eight-year-old we find on a uh, prison planet. He was, he was, that was, that was his mission, dude. Absolutely. He was, he was like, this, this boy's going to bring balance. How stupid does he feel? <laughs> Knowing how all this plays out. Uh, it still worked out. It just went, <laughs> it just went astray. 
horribly, horribly astray. Oh, just for a tad. It's okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, after he asks... After he asks uh, Obi-Wan to be, you know, train Anakin, Obi-Wan obviously agrees because Obi-Wan doesn't have an independent thought of his own. I don't mean that. Obi-Wan's a pretty good guy. He's actually, he's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Palpatine is elected chancellor. Yes. Over Valium. No. What's the guy's name? I don't, there was Valrum. Two, there was two other guys, but he... Was there matter. in between Valrum? He smoked him. Was there in between Valrum, though? V- Valorum. V- Valorum, yeah. No, after Valorum was out, and then Pal- there was the there was, there was three names that were in the race. Yeah, but, but yeah, Papa Pal- Palpatine. Pal- Palpatine smoked him because absolutely because uh, the old the old Naboo yep. gave gave them a sympathy vote. Palpatine makes it, uh, and then he delivers either an awesome line or a completely awful line, depending on how you want to take it. What's the line? Um, at, at the celebration at the end and everything, and mm-hmm. Palpatine's thanking Obi Wan for his his contributions, and then he like puts his hand on like Anakin's shoulder and says, "And you too, like young Skywalker, will watch your career with great interest." <laughs> the one thing I've noticed about the Star Wars franchise is they suck, and maybe it's because the first the first six or the first three, they're gonna be the last three. So we already know how this is playing out. Maybe their foreshadowing is just so in your face. Only tidbits of it. Tid- Tid- tidbits of it are flat tidbits. out. Tidbits are flat out in your face. Tidbits. Um, that that's actually I almost forgot. Tidbits. You you bring me back to the point that I was going to make when we, we talked about when we uh, when we did the interlude, mm-hmm. and I said during this one I would say how I kind of how I how I took this viewing, and that's mm-hmm. I I I went. Because I've done different style viewings, I know we t- we can talk about even like the machete viewing yeah. order and all of that. So yeah. I- I've done it different ways. I've watched like them by the the older trilogy four, five, and six first, and then gone back and watched one, two, three. You have to watch them in the machete order. So like mm-hmm. uh, this time, I just kind of wanted to since we we're starting with one and going forward, I just kind of wanted to start with a blank slate, and pretend like I never seen them. Try to pretend like I've never seen the other movies and going into it from the from the perspective of Okay, I I have no knowledge of what has already gone on and who these characters are and what this world is. So, mm-hmm. how well of a job does it do setting it up for me and, and and bringing me in? And I think that that's really where you could get a little bit more of an appreciation of the starting point for Star Wars and having a slower pace is because I feel like that's what Lucas had to do. I feel like he had to start it, you know play the dumb card and be like i need to start mm-hmm. and, and just make this even like you said bringing in a whole new generation into these movies in this universe yeah and start here and just kind of pretend like you know obviously they can make the tongue-in-cheek jokes that they do yeah um but uh I, I feel like that's a little bit more beneficial to do it to do it that way it's just kind of you know it, it's so hard but you just you can't hold it to the originals because they've been in your life for so long right um and, I mean, and ob- uh, as we've discussed obviously episode one is not anyone's favorite it's nowhere near as good as as the original movies but now i feel like it is i feel like it's still a good i still enjoy it i still like it as a movie i really do uh-huh. it just it definitely has some has some drawbacks and some negatives to it i mean everything from the beginning what we discussed up to 
you know, um, you know, Palpatine being elected Chancellor, him turning on Viceroy Gunray, um, and, and I don't think that's a gigantic secret that he's going to just shaft this guy from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, to the council allowing Anakin to be an apprentice, but they're still apprehensive about it to the very end. Yeah. Where Amidala gets her medal or whatever, who's your father? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just feel like episode one could have been maybe like a half hour, 40 minutes tops of episode two. Uh, because there was a lot of filler in episode two it, it, it's weird because one and two are too long but three isn't long enough for the time frame they cover i will yeah yeah some of the timing and how they treated it is does feel a little goofy yeah i'll, I'll absolutely agree with you that yeah there because yeah i feel like because it, it, it is kind of weird that you start with we had this episode one that deals with exclusively what i feel like maybe they could have done um, is is you know you deal you deal exclusively with Anakin just as a kid, mm-hmm. and then immediately just dealing with him jumping all the way up to being older in episodes two and three. Yeah. So I feel like maybe they could have done that split well, in one episode and, one and and jumped forward at some point. Yeah. To have him being a little bit older then. Well, they even tell you in like almost the beginning of two, when he first meets Amidala that or sees Amidala again, that it's been ten years. Yeah. So. Um, and we'll discuss two in you know the next episode, but I, again, I think one could have been like a half hour, forty minutes of two. There was a lot of information that he got out there. Whether or not I would, I don't know what I would agree that all of it was necessary, but there mm-hmm. was, you know, there was a lot of information and story there that he wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. It just you know maybe the the pacing and quality of it wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoy it. You're enjoyable. I forgive you, George. I said some bad things about you. Oh God, they were nasty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's that's. I guess that's pretty much it. That's what you got for one. That's what I got for one. That's what we got for one, folks. Or at least keeping it in our in, in our in pants. Our... Wait. Yes. Okay. We'll keep it in our pants. We're keeping it somewhere. All right. Okay. That's it for episode one. Uh, that's one of six. Seven. 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 That was going to be seven. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, you got anything to add? No, just uh, thanks for listening again. And Absolutely. That, uh, hopefully this wasn't completely incoherent <laughs> and you guys uh, and can look forward to yeah. the six others that we're going to talk about. Bum, bum, ba, bum, bum, ba, bum. Hugo Weaving. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Um, please do remember that we have a we have a Facebook page. If you guys want to kind of keep in touch with us and maybe shoot us a message or just check out our messages and see what we post and see uh, keep up to date with what we've got going on there. Uh, Facebook dot com slash a season in the life. You can just search a season in the life. We're on there and. Uh, Another place you should check out, another company that we highly suggest that you guys check out is Cellar Door Bath Supply. They make all sorts of... Wash uh-oh. Ass. <laughs> you totally threw me off. Why do we struggle with plugs so much? Fuck! <laughs> hey, Sean? Yes, sir? I have a question for you. What's up? What are you, what are you washing yourself with these days? Dirt. 
What do you wash your dirt off with? More dirt? Okay, well, I'm going to recommend that you use something that's not dirt. Okay. And not not that store-bought, big-name brand garbage. They dry my ass out. You know, I was going to say, you go to the store, yeah. you buy yourself one of those uh, big-name brands, and they just, you know, they smell, they smell all chemically. They leave your skin all super dry. You know, That's weird. You don't want that. They barely wash away Sean's dirt. I'm dirty. You know, after a few hours, you can just feel how dry your skin is, and it just smells like plastic potpourri out of a mannequin's butthole. <laughs> Where I'm going with this is you probably want to check out some awesome soap, some vegan-friendly soap uh, that is who? that is made here in Michigan. Where? Uh, it is called Cellar Door Bath Supply. <gasps> You can check out all of their soaps, and they also have bath salts and Wash your ass. candles Wash your ass. and your dirt. Wash everything. Wash it uh, yeah, they make an awesome, awesome quality product um, that won't leave your skin just feeling like leather and gross and chemically smelling. Um, so check them out, CellarDoorBathSupply.com. You can check out all their goods and retail locations where they sell their soap. And uh, any events that may, they may be at, uh, you know, coming up where they'll sell their soap. All joking aside, yeah, I thought the tight feeling you got from like commercial shampoos and conditioners and stuff was a good thing. Gross. In in all seriousness, I thought that was like I liked the feeling. I thought, oh god, this shit's working. <laughs> it's working. That's not at all what happened. Right. Um, it's it's nice to know that there's a company out there that makes you know makes products for you by you. I'm not even gonna keep this in there. Yeah, we we you know. We don't plug this stuff as like because someone asked us to. Like we've right. we've this is tried and true. We we've used it. We love it. Yep. Um we we you know can't recommend it enough. So again, yeah, cellardoorbathsupply.com and um if you want to just do a little browsing on the social medias, you can easily find them on any of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and they post stuff on there as well. Mhm. Uh as a matter of fact, I bo- I, I love Cellar Door so much. That the company I'm a part of, uh, which is going to be our next plug, Detroit Grooming Company, actually has a kit with a soap made by Cellar Door specifically for us. And it smells fantastic. Absolutely. It's called the Midtown Soap Bar. Uh, you can buy it in the Weekend Warrior Kit, or you can buy it individually in bars for 7 bucks. Um, like I said, this will lead into my next plug, DetroitGrooming.com. We make beard oils, pomades, butters. Mustache waxes, we have shampoos, soaps. We have recently introduced kits. We've also recently introduced hats. Hats, we have. I have one hanging right here. Yeah. It's a fitted. Might steal it. We have a trucker hat. So if you you drive truck cross country, you might want one of those. Uh, And like I said, we also have kits. So check us out at DetroitGrooming.com and on the social medias at Detroit Grooming. We also want to make mention of of a friend of ours who does this as well he makes a podcast much better than much ours. better than ours absolutely uh yeah we we really Fuck. greatly enjoy listening to him again we don't we don't just uh throw his name out willy-nilly or because he asked us to but because we genuinely we, we love the man and we love the show we do it because he gave us eight bucks uh so his <laughs> his podcast if you guys want to uh check that out it's called the life eclectic um, it's a very cool, very unique, and inter- interesting show uh, run by our friend Chris, and he's uh, he's one of the most entertaining uh, f- 
funny, down-to-earth, and best huggers out there. Oh, God. He went to college for the hugging, I swear to God. He went to, he, he went Being to, like, by an angel. he needs, he really needs to go around that Jedi Council and just kind of give him one, what one are, by one, give him, give him some hugs out. What are his metachlorian count is on hugs? Uh, it's, it's through the roof. <laughs> uh... But yeah, The Life Eclectic, I know it's on iTunes, and uh, he has a Libsyn page as well where you guys can find his show on there to stream or download maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. All of the above. Um, check that out. It's a, it's a good thing. And we don't like anybody else, so I think that's it. That's everything. All right. All right. Thanks again, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.